welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 139. Happy to be on with you uh, back here live on Facebook, uh, head into iTunes. Uh, certainly proud to be a member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, and many of our other friends that share out the program. Uh, happy uh, for all those opportunities. Show number 139, everybody. Let's get started. Great to be with you. Uh, I am uh, interviewing today a Port Jervis graduate. Uh, Sydney Soschuk is going to join us momentarily from the University of Iowa, way out there in the Midwest. And uh, she's had some journey. I'm so proud of her. Her family so proud of her. All of us at Port Jervis so so proud of her. Uh, of what she's doing. So we're going to meet Sydney in a moment. She is a University of Iowa senior, communications major, and doing great things. I want to thank today's sponsor. Sydney, I'm going to have to send you some out there. Havsies Cookies. Uh, we broke some open this weekend. Uh, there is a discount there, Marotta 15. But if you need to ship a gift, if you have a kid in college like Sydney, and you need to share out a, a gift to her or send a gift to your college kid out there, right? They always like food. Has these cookies. David uh, Mafai, the owner, packages them, vacuum sealed, and sends them out. Use this discount code, Marotta15. You will get a discount there. They're fantastic. And I know the girls at the University of Iowa will appreciate them. So, Sydney, they're coming to you uh, from uh, Education Leadership BR. So, today's topic to kick us off, to kick off the podcast is you know, we as educators, we're planting seeds and watching them grow, right? We as parents, planting seeds and watching them grow. And I remember, Sydney, you know, eight years ago, right, a shy uh, young lady, uh, you know, didn't, didn't say much in the hallways, but always, always very uh, academically sound, uh, always doing good things in, in class. And then here's this young lady in the gym uh, at the wrestling program in Port Jervis, right? Port Jervis has a uh, historically excellent wrestling program, uh, long-standing tradition. But here's this young lady, like involved, doing things. And those seasons that Sydney was involved, they had excellent programs, and and Sydney was an integral part of that. Um, their success, helping do all of the behind-the-scenes programming, and then she goes off to one of the best programs in the country. I'm sure she's going to tell us it's the the best college program in the country. And she's flourishing. She's doing great things, which I can't wait to ask her about. So there's no bonuses in education, right? There's no bonuses when you're a parent. And I'm hoping her parents are watching here. If they are, Ms. Sauschuk, Mr. Sauschuk, you could say hello on the chat. Um, but this is a bonus, right, to watch these seeds grow and flourish. And she has such a bright future in front of her. Uh, but to know that you know, Port Jervis had a small part in that, and she's going to share some of her mentors here, uh, as well as, you know, all that her parents and her family has done for her along the way. It's it's an honor to have Sydney Sostrak on. Let's bring her in uh, here, and uh, let's learn about these seeds. Let's see about these seeds growing. And uh, here she is from the University of Iowa. Sydney, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It is an honor uh, for you to be on. This is Sydney Soschuk, everyone. She is a senior at University of Iowa. She's a Port Jervis grad, and she is a manager on the famous Iowa wrestling program. Uh, Sydney, welcome, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day. 
Definitely. I've been looking forward to it since you asked. <laughs> yeah. And what did you think of the opening comment, Sydney, about, uh, you know, uh, those seeds and, and you growing and all the good things that you're doing out there? What, what was your take on the opening segment? I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's funny that that's kind of the opening concept that we, you know, that you introduced just because I remember um, my senior year of high school, Mr. Stellato was my guidance counselor and I was consistently in and out of his office trying to figure out, you know, what my next steps were post high school. And I remember my mom shared with me, I'm pretty sure that he had emailed her, you know, kind of just saying that she creates opportunity for herself. And, you know, I, I try to be as humble as I can be, but, you know, I was fairly confident in what I wanted to do. And I didn't, I wasn't really afraid to, you know, you know, I want to be a woman in the world of wrestling and that kind of thing. So the of, you know, capitalizing on opportunities when they're presented. I guess one of my things I like to say is like, you know, I hope you answer you know, the door when opportunity knocks. So that's something that I try, you know, to live out pretty much every day. Well, and you're showing us that, Sydney, and you're, you're again, not only showing your hometown, but you're showing a lot of young women there that there, there are no uh, barriers for those that want to knock them down. And uh, we're rooting for you here in Port. Uh, but tell me, tell me, how how's it going for you, your senior year? Uh, certainly, it's it's different than it's ever been. But how are things for you at this time of the year of your senior year at University of Iowa? The word that comes to mind is different. Um, you know, everyone always tells you, you know, your senior year of high school and your senior year of college are like two of the best years of your life. And, you know, that looks really different right now as far as classes and, you know, just life in general. So um, currently I'm in my fall semester at Iowa and all of my classes are online. So I'm pretty much cooped up in my apartment. Um, fortunately, I live with my best friend, Shannon. So that makes it all worthwhile. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, the, you're still held to the same standards as far as, you know, academics and things like that. So it's just, um, I guess I could say I'm just grateful that we had that transition last, you know, spring semester to, you know, the virtual world of education, I guess you can say. So, you know, it was kind of just piggybacking off of what we've already had to adjust to, you know, once COVID hit last um, March. And I, yeah. and I know you don't have a crystal ball. Do you do you think there's going to be a wrestling season? I know you're hoping there is one, uh, but I know the Big Ten is in flux right now with football. Uh, what's been the word about wrestling so far? Um, don't know much. Kind of just trying to remain as hopeful and prayerful as possible. Just, you know, don't want to jinx anything and kind of just, you know, remaining hopeful, waiting for a direction and things like that. So as far as now, you know, we can all rally together and hope that, you know, we do get do get a season that these guys, you know, absolutely deserve, you know, all across the country, you know, not just my school. But yeah. that's kind of been, you know, where I'm at with it and have been with it for a while. You know, since Nationals was canceled last year, we were supposed to head up to Minneapolis and wrestle in the, the Vikings NFL stadium up there. And then wow. that kind of, yeah. So then everything kind of just has been the same since as far as, you know, what's going on, what's next, that type of stuff. And I know there's a number of family and friends watching. Don't be shy if you want to leave a comment or question for Sydney or I here. Uh, Sydney, let's walk us back. 
how did you get involved in Port Jervis wrestling? Like, where did that start from? And what was it that brought you in? That's a good question. It's sometimes my favorite question. Um, it's funny. Usually people always ask me, like, oh, was your dad a wrestler? Um, no. <laughs> he, if I'm remembering correctly, he wrestled for the first time when he was in middle school, won the tournament, and never stepped back on the mat again. So, you know, he was more into football and baseball. But fortunately, his older brother, my Uncle Jimmy, was, you know, pretty much a standout for Port Juris wrestling during the 80s, you know. And um, I owe probably everything to, to him, you know, just like he once, you know, high school, it was over and stuff like that. He kind of got into a coaching position with the Tri-State Youth Wrestling Club that still, you know, holds a presence in the tri-state area and he had a son of his own brett who i got to grow up you know going everywhere to watch him compete and i was just like proudest little cousin ever that there ever has been you know in the world of wrestling like i always loved i didn't care if we were up at 5 45 a.m driving to albany or you know suffern or wherever he had a tournament newburgh and i just i fell in love with everything about it i mean i've been on the mats probably since i was three or four, I think is the first picture I saw of myself kind of just around the room and stuff like that. So um, my uncle like never shied away from, you know, bringing me to a tournament or a duel. And fortunately my dad is like very invested and my mom and my aunt Denise. So, you know, kind of just growing up in that wrestling atmosphere was, you know, pretty much how I was introduced to it. And then I just never wanted to step away from it. So when I got, um, to high school. So Brett had graduated when I was in seventh grade. So it was up to my brother, you know, to kind of, you know, for Brett to pass. And Carson seemed to be glued to basketball. So I was like, oh no, like, is this, is he the last stop on the sauce chuck wrestling train? Like what's going on? So one day when Carson came home from school, he told us that he had signed up for wrestling. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Like it was like one of the best days ever. So I was like, okay, now I have a purpose again. You know, I get to go, you know, and, and he's my younger brother. So I was, you know, I like to call him my prodigy, even though I really didn't do much, but I was just, <laughs> I was just so over the moon that he wanted to wrestle. So my ninth grade year, I approached uh, coach Hartman and I was just like, look, like he was my fifth grade teacher too. So I was like, you know, you know how much I love wrestling and I'd really like to, you know, contribute in any way that I can. And he was like, okay, like take it away. And at that time I was doing it with two of my best friends at home, Amanda Sexton and Aaron Fahey. So we kind of just, it just became a huge part of our lives. And then I stuck with it throughout, um, all four years of high school and Amanda and I ended up winning scorekeepers of the year, our senior year out of the entire section nine, you know, community. So that was, that's my wrestling story in short. <laughs> and you said here on the mats, I wrote it down. Like, did you ever want to like tangle with somebody in there? Was it, was it the competition? What was it about the wrestling that got you roped in that you wanted to be part of it? I mean, everything, it's it's funny you say that because I wanted to wrestle like so badly like that. I felt like in my bones that I could really do it and be good at it. But I don't think my parents were too, um, you know, too in favor of that. I do remember jokingly asking Mr. Hartman here and there like, hey, like chances you let me come out for the team like and he's, you know, 
I don't know how apt he was to that idea, but I certainly was. But obviously that never, you know, came to fruition. But some at pretty much every day I wish that I would have, you know, given it a try. I guess I just had a different fate in the world of wrestling, just in another capacity, you know? Yeah. Because we're starting to see some really talented young ladies now, specifically in Port Jervis. Now, there is a young lady that is doing exceptionally well. Um, so how, how about you now, uh, Sydney? You're involved with one of the, again, the best programs in the country. What are some things, you know, that you're, you've learned there through wrestling? What are some leadership lessons that you're going to take away when you graduate from Iowa, uh, you know, this spring? I'd say the number one thing that comes to mind is a quote from our coaching staff, which is you get what you earn. So, you know, the number one thing that I'm so proud of is the type of people that I'm surrounded with here, you know, within our program, it's just like everyone is committed to this, you know, pursuit of excellence. And it's just like, you know, I'm not on the mat competing like some of our guys are, but it's, you know, I still am inspired to, you know, do, do good just in a different way. You know, it's just like you're, you're surrounded by world-class athletes and staff every single day. And it's just like, you just feel this fire to be better and do better every day. And like, every time I go in the room, every time we have a duel in the arena or any arena for that matter, you just, you just feel this sense of like pride and sense of like, you know, just, I want to do something well with my life. And it's just, I really think it's just that, you know, you're working hard every single day, you know, you're aspiring to be, you know, be and do great things. And when you're around 50 people who are on that same mission as you, it's, it's really refreshing and encouraging. And, and is there, are there other women involved in the program or are you kind of on your own there as well? No. So there are so, so, so many um, fortunately, a lot of my friends are also managers. We're all managers. So we're all, you know, in the same boat as far as like duties and stuff like that. And some really exciting news is last year was our first season with a female director of operations, um, my friend Mariah. So she was hired. Um, she served as a manager during her time at Iowa and now she has that position. So, you know, it's like really, really cool to see, you know, women, in the sport in that capacity. We also have a post-collegiate club here, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, and we had a few women a part of that for a while. So it was really cool to see, you know, a handful of women in the room chasing their Olympic dreams, you know, world and Olympic dreams as well. And we're seeing women coaches in the NFL, uh, in the NBA, and it's great to hear, again, uh, in leadership positions at, at Division One schools and not just, you know, Division One, but Big Ten uh, schools. So how about you, Sydney? You're going to graduate this spring. Uh, you, you four years. You're, you're getting your degree in communications and sports. Um, where do you see yourself going? Um, I really hope to be in wrestling still, whatever that looks like. You know, um, I really loved my time at USA Wrestling. Currently, I'm working with Beat the Streets National, um, which is another nonprofit wrestling organization. Um, and should I not, you know, pursue anything with those organizations, I would definitely look um, for any director of operations positions at any division, you know, wrestling program who are looking for those type of administrative roles. Um, sometimes I toss around the idea of, you know, pursuing law school um, and politics, but 
mostly I have my heart set on being in wrestling. So hopefully yeah. that works out for me. <laughs> and you got to chase your passions and, and hopefully when they're considering hiring you down the road somewhere, they'll find this podcast and see all the great things you're doing. Uh, and again, a number of friends and family watching from back home. So proud of the work you're doing. Uh, Sydney, you came from an exceptional program, Port Jervis, right? Historic. We have, you know, the Bannock Brothers, uh, University of Iowa, and again, a traditional powerhouse. What are some comparisons that you've seen coming from a great high school wrestling program and going to a, a great Iowa program, again, nationally known? You know, what are some similarities that you kind of saw like, oh, yeah, the kids at Port did that? Well, our first thing in common, like you just said, are the Bannock Brothers. So Ed, Lou, and Steve all competed for Port Jervis and then eventually pursued um, athletic careers at the Division One level. Um, I'm pretty so Ed and Lou started at Iowa, and I believe Steve started at Clemson and then transferred to Iowa, or started at Iowa and then transferred to Clemson. I'm pretty sure it's one of those two. Um, so it was, you know, you just see and see the Bannock name everywhere in Port, you know, when you're driving into Port Jervis in our arena, you know, our gymnasium, there's, you know, Ed and Lou Bannock Arena and um, kind of just little bits and pieces of this Iowa life. And I, when I was in middle school, I was like, what is Iowa? Where is Iowa? Like, I don't, someone tell me about Iowa. And I like used to jokingly say to like my parents and like my best friend's parents, I'm like, I'm going to move to Iowa and like marry a farmer and all this crazy, crazy dream things. Um, but the number one thing was like the Bannock brothers, like to see that they came from small town, you know, USA, let alone small town, New York, and were able to accomplish things people only dream of, you know? So it was just this, like, I kind of wanted to follow in their footsteps almost. So when I got to port and things like that, it was just this sense of tradition, you know, Mr. Hartman that, you know, and Coach Foley and Coach Ferguson as well. You want to keep that Bannock spirit alive, like what the gym was like when they were competing and about to, you know, embark on their Iowa journeys and stuff like that. So when I came to Iowa, you know, it's magnified here because it's a collegiate program, but it's still that same sense of like pride, sense of tradition, you know, while it's a, it's a huge type of thing, it's still very like, you know, still very sentimental, still very personal, things like that. So everything has, you know, a connection, a story. So hopefully that answered your question. It may not have, but it's kind of a rabbit hole of greatness. Yeah. I guess you can. Yeah. Well, tell, you know, pick one, pick a tradition, you know, I, 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 you know, I write a famous tradition, Notre Dame, they hit the play like a champion sign and the golden dome, right? Those are some famous traditions, right? Penn state, uh, I know they have the Nittany Lion where people gather. Uh, like, what's a tradition at Iowa that when you got there, were like, wow, that's really cool. I would have to say outside of wrestling is our wave. You know, the I don't know if you've seen it on any of the sports channels, but my freshman year, I'm pretty sure, is when that um, came to life. So I was at the football game, um, and at the end of the first quarter, we all turned to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital, and we all waved to the, you know, the children who are – ultimately in the fight for their lives. And it's just like, it's just breathtaking, really. I mean, I never had felt something so like, I can't even describe it. It was just like, you were just in awe. You just, what is that? 80, almost 80,000 people, you know, pausing for a minute, looking to these children, just like 
who are experiencing things that I can't even imagine. It's just like a, you just reflect for a minute, like, wow, like this is this is their life and this is mine. It's just you you start to value things differently. And so I would have to say our wave that's become, I think, and I know most can attest to is like one of the best, best traditions in, you know, in college sports, but also I think in sports in general. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. I'm going to have to uh, Google that. I haven't seen it, but I will look for that. Um, That's beautiful. Sydney, you mentioned world-class athletes, top, you know, the best of the best, right? So what would you tell kids in our area or any younger kid that might be watching this, what are some things that they should be doing to get to that level? What are some things that you see those athletes doing there that are already there that our younger kids in Port Jervis and beyond could be doing to try to get to, whether it's a University of Iowa or even like uh, Mr. Kmar started, right? Uh, SUNY Sullivan Wrestling. Maybe that's their best level, but what are some things that kids could be doing to get to that level? I would say the number one thing is accountability, you know, holding yourself accountable making sure that you're consistently doing the right things the right way. You know, my number one thing that I grew up with was my parents tried to instill us is like a sense of integrity and like being, you know, and embodying that attribute just because, you know, if you say you want something, say you want to be a national champion in any sport, you know, how are you going to get there? It's not going to be doing the wrong things, you know? So it's just this idea of, you know, you can create your goals and chase them fiercely, but at the same time, you need to be doing the right things the right way. The right way. Like I said, it's just this, because ultimately how you, you know, how you're successful with obtaining them or not is completely reliant on you and what you've done. You know, did you do your best? Did you do enough? Those type of things. So I think that's what I try I've tried to emulate myself, you know, just being surrounded by these type of people, you know, it's just like, they're always chasing, you know, the next best thing or, you know, and it's just, it's a fight, you know, you need to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable, that you're being responsible. Um, You know, all those great things that a coach tries to instill in their athletes and, you know, just living that out every day. And especially the, you know, I was an athlete in Port Jervis. I had the best coach ever, you know, and when she passed away, that was just like, you just, you're like lost for a minute, but you're like, okay, well, what would she want me to do? How would she want me to respond to this? And, you know, so it's just, you know, that accountability, like you need to do better for yourself, you know, for people around you. Cause ultimately you'll be a role model, hopefully for someone else in your future. And that's not saying that you won't make mistakes and things like that, but that you're learning from them and you're moving forward, like consistently moving forward, I guess you can say it's just, you know, always doing what's right and always doing your best. Very well said, Sydney. And uh, people are uh, following you and watching the work you're doing and and very proud of you as many people wrote in here. Um, You mentioned Coach McCarthy, right? Luann, God bless her her, her soul. Um, You had some other great mentors in Port Jervis that had a profound impact on you. You know, who were some of those people and and what were some of the lessons they taught you? Yeah, so in the, in the education realm, I would definitely have to shout out Mr. Mike Sosnick. He was my algebra teacher freshman year at Port, and he was the first teacher who, 
who like really, really, truly went above and beyond for me in like every aspect. You know, he under he knew that I struggled with math. I was not the best math student, but that didn't mean that I didn't try. I mean, I worked my butt off every single day after school with him, trying to retain even the simplest, you know, arithmetic ideas and stuff like that. And it was just, I had never felt like so, you know. As a student, just like he math, and it, and it's not even math. It's just you know, there was a there was a lesson within all that. You know, just like you are capable of doing anything that you set your mind to. You work at it. You know, it's not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. If you're going to sit here and lollygag for forty five minutes, like you're obviously probably not going to get an A on your team and it did work out for me and I still remember him to this day and we still keep in touch and I will tell him until my last day that he <laughs> you know one of the main reasons that I have been able to overcome some of those and it and it ultimately was like self-esteem issues you know it's just like I don't feel like I can do this but when you have someone who has done it and is now successful in that field and who may have been there himself was just telling me that you can do it but you need to work at it um so i would definitely say um mr sosnick and then in more of my personal life i would have to say my priest <laughs> i'm a, i'm very strong in my faith and stuff and like in my conviction so just having someone who i can look up to and someone who you know loves me for me and is able to share you know, different perspectives, more of like my spirit, very, very helpful. And I'm able to call in happy moments, sad moments, you know, moments of triumph, moments of, you know, grief, different things like that. It's just, and he also holds me accountable to, you know, making sure that I'm always, you know, keeping on the street and narrow and staying, you know, true to myself and stuff like that. I like that you use the word lollygag too. You're dating yourself using the word lollygag, but I wonder if that came from Sosnick. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sydney, that's great. Uh, you're also, right, you're doing great things academically in the wrestling program, but you write a blog too. I can't wait. Uh, well, I'm going to start following you uh, with that. Tell me about the blog. You know, How do people find it and, and where do you get the inspiration for that? Yeah, so when I got to Iowa, one of the best friends that I've made here, she already had one, and she kept up with it in high school, I'm pretty sure. So I was, like, intrigued, like, okay, I just moved 14 hours away from home. There's not a single soul I know out here. Like, how am I going to be able to regularly update the masses, for lack of a better term? Um, so I kind of just sat down one day in my residence hall lobby, and I just created the blog. So I just started updating, you know, on my sports experiences through – mostly wrestling and football. And then, you know, kind of my spiritual path here, if I was able to find a church and like my, the friendships I've made through, you know, the parishes here and things like that. And then kind of just overall growth, you know, I was kind of on a mission once I moved here to find my purpose and, you know, and I had to do that through like complete independence. So it was, it's been a way for me to discover myself, I guess you can say, you know, and the, not just my what I've done, but just like, you know, digging deep into who I am and th things like that. And that's uh, that for anyone in 
interested, it's um, www.sydneysaucechuck.wordpress.com. So I'll put that in the in the chat if you'd like for anyone Please who's interested. We're going to uh, uh, check that out. And I'm going to invite you to be a guest writer uh, on my blog. I would love for you to share. Uh, and, and hopefully I could get on yours. Uh, but that's awesome that you're doing that. Sid, um, again, coming from Port Jervis, a small town, and you go into a huge place. A lot of our, our students, uh, um, you know, they're not successful when they go to a big place, right? It's overwhelming, and then they wind up back home, right? Or maybe it wasn't the right fit. Uh, you went there and flourished. Uh, but what were some of the what were some of the challenges that you faced? Uh, we have a lot of new kids now, out graduates that are that are first year colleges. What were some challenges that that were were hard for you? I think just being away from everything I have absolutely ever known, and not knowing anything out here was just really. I wouldn't really say burdensome, but sometimes I'm here, but then things you know settling in you're like okay like I'm away from my best friends I'm away from my siblings I'm away from my grandma just like little and like, oh I'm sad I miss my family and stuff like that like I have been there consistently probably once a week but you know you learn to just kind of overcome that you know and there's there's more there's more out there to experience like your family's always going to be your family and it's and it's things that i get to come home to port jervis I get to go wherever i want in this world but at the end of the day port jervis is still this idea that let's talk about it just like War is always going to be there. Your family, you know, for them, you know, stay living. You're able to brand going to be there for you. So something else that was really hard to manage, like, um, Esther, I, my, my really difficult and kind of and stuff like that. I just, like, you know, it's your first time being alone, dealing with big things, and it, you know, you're you're an adult, learn how to you know go with these with these challenges and different you know kinds of adversity, and it's just you you just learn to you just learn to do it, I guess. <laughs> We lost you a little bit, uh, Sydney, and your sister's busting chops on you that you were breaking up. Give me a refresh on your computer. Maybe it'll, it'll zip back. You want to try to give me a refresh? We lost you. Maybe all the your classmates are on the Wi-Fi at the same time. How about now? You okay? Good now? Even even really busting shot. I, I'm good. Are you good? Uh, why don't you hit that? You're good. You're good. Okay. Um, and hi, Riley. Good to see you. Um, Sydney, let's get to rapid fire. And before we do that, 
Um, was there anything else you wanted to share? Uh, you said a lot of great things here, um, but you know, there's a lot of educators that watch. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share? Oh, I hope we didn't lose you. Well, I hope she's going to come back. She disconnected and she's coming back. Uh, hey, Mr. Chuck, good to see you. Hope my friend is well there. Uh, and I appreciate you guys watching. But we are very proud of what Sydney's doing. Uh, again, coming from Port Jervis, uh, going out to Iowa. Like she said, she didn't know anybody out there uh, and, and just has done a, a, a really great job. She's coming back in now. Let's get her in here. This is the uh, danger of doing live uh, podcasting. Let's try you back in, uh, Sydney. <laughs> there you are. You're back. Oh, hallelujah. Good. We Good. Made it. Uh, I was saying, Sydney, was there, was there anything else you wanted to share before we got to rapid fire? I feel like I've touched on most of the points I wanted to address, but I guess it's just, you know, I really, the number one thing, if people could take away from me as a person and, you know, this, this, this podcast here is just like, you know, always believe in yourself. If you've got crazy goals, that's okay. Chase them. There's nothing wrong. You know, no dream is too big. My mom always likes marching forward and doing what you love is really really important, I think. <laughs> well, you're showing us that and you have big dreams and you're living them and you're going to keep going. We know you're going to land somewhere great. We know this is going to work out uh, for you. And uh, when you're in a big time spot, I want you to make sure you look back and don't forget us at Port Jervis. I could never. <laughs> All right, Sydney, let's get to it. Rapid fire. I know you got a lot of studying to do uh, out there. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Last, last book you read? Um, Anthony Robles, uh, Unstoppable, From Underdog to Undefeated. Nice. Last movie you saw? Rocky Four. You like the Rocky. I see the poster there. What What is it about Rocky that got your attention? It was just like couple of the movies that my dad always kind of watched with me when I was younger and they just I love them Rocky Four is my favorite of them all my roommate Shannon she had never seen it so I had to bless her life with some Rocky Four I must break you <laughs> and I don't know exactly the soundtrack that's is, like <laughs> the soundtrack's one of my favorites I'm actually doing a project on the training montage scene with um, the song by John. It's John Cafferty. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that, do that goes. Might be a future blog. Uh, your favorite place to travel? <laughs> um, probably Colorado, Colorado Springs specifically. Your favorite place to travel on the road with Iowa wrestling? I love home. New Jersey people love sports. You know, they're just in your face, and I live for that. So 
it was cool to for the for my friends from Iowa to kind of see a little glimpse of what the Beast Coast is like. <laughs> Beast Coast, nice. <laughs> Iowa wrestling is fill in the blank. Iowa wrestling is incredible. I mean, I know it's pretty simple, but I mean, just everything about it has made me a better person in every possible way. And I'm just very, very grateful for the opportunities that I've had because of it. And the opportunities you've created, too. You shared a lot of your passions, a lot of things that motivate you. What is something that gets under your skin? What's a pet peeve of yours? The number one thing that grinds my gears when I snatter, I don't know what it is, but drives me nuts. I missed what you said. You got broken up there. Uh, I heard grind my gears. What grinds your gears? Say it again. <laughs> Um, when I sneeze and someone doesn't say bless you or God bless you for that matter. I don't know what it is, but it just lights a fire in me and I just can't overcome it. I don't know what it is, but I, well, I that is if probably that's my, if that's I what if that's intensified during a uh, COVID time here. Oh, well, I don't do too much of that right now, but yeah, yeah. outside of COVID, definitely the number one thing that gets under my skin. <laughs> I can tell an athlete is a great wrestler when I see, and you fill in the blank. <laughs> Cauliflower here. No, but on a real note, I'd have to say probably you. Good grief. I think it's just one of the things that I really find, um, you know, not even just impressive, but just refreshing is when someone's just very humble. You know, they can be the best in the world. And if they have a good you know, good attitude, good sportsmanship, good sense of self. I think that's very, I find, you know, what sets, you know, you know, someone from the very best, you know, so. Nice answer. Have you been to the Field of Dreams? I have not. And I, I need to. I heard that the Yankees and the Dodgers, Correct me if I'm wrong out there for that, but I live too far from it, so I should probably make my roommate and I will take a. This is Iowa. You you need to go, <laughs> you need to go to the Field of Dreams. It's on my list. Uh, they were supposed to play there and they were canceled. So, uh, a famous food from your area that we wouldn't know here on the East Coast. A famous food. <laughs> I would have to say this cheese curd phenomenon. I mean, all these Westerners, especially. My friends from Wisconsin, and there's this cheese crusting or ranch for that matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would have to go with, with cheese curds or twice baked potatoes which I don't know much about. <laughs> I, uh, I have to agree with you. I don't want to offend anybody, but I find the cheese curds disgusting. Yes. Um, Riley, uh, Riley uh, Sydney, you're doing uh, great, great stuff. 
you know, I believe we all have a book in us and yours is not written yet, but what would be the title of your book? I would have to go with grappling for my own gold. I would think that would be my, my title. I like it. Uh, something about Sydney Sawchuck that people do not know about. Oh, I'd have to say that I'm a huge metal fan. I can thank my dad and my uncle for that. I love all kinds of metal, Screamo, just your general 80s metal, Metallica, the whole nine yards. I could bang my head before I could ride a bike. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Living in Iowa, fill in the blank. Living in Iowa is a treat. I. It's just, you know, you go from fast-paced New York, New York life, not that Port Jervis is as, you go, as aggressive as um, New York City, but you come here and people are taking five minutes at the stop sign to let you go. Where were you? Sorry, right, I'm going. Bye. You know, like that type of thing. And I'd say the driving, Iowa driving is just, I can't. <laughs> but you know what? I digress. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I loved your quote uh, about Iowa wrestling. You, you know, you get what you earn. How about a quote to end the program here, um, Sydney? I would have to go with um, my boss from USA Wrestling, Steve Frazier. He um, is the first gold medalist in Greco-Roman wrestling, and he had he has written a book. And the chapter, a little extra, is my favorite. And he ends the the chapter with "Happy are those who go for the gusto in life, for they will look back someday with no regrets." And I think that really is another driving force in my life. So I would have to say that. What a great way to end. That was awesome. Um, Sydney, if people want to get in touch with you, right? Again, you're inspiring people, young and old. Uh, I'm your former principal and you're inspiring me. So I appreciate it. How can people get in touch with you? Um, I am on every social media platform you can possibly think of. You know, Sydney Soschuk. Um, and my blog too. Am I able to comment in the chat here? Just um, maybe not, but yeah. I can definitely. And, and you could follow up with that afterwards. And when we put this out, um, Sydney, we'll make sure. And certainly you can retweet it. But when I put it out again, the show, you, you put it on there. But I think you could do it afterwards. All right. Sydney, you stay on the line a second. We're going to cue up this music. This was Sydney Sauschuk uh, here, everyone. That works for me. We appreciate her very much. This was show number 139 here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. You can follow Sydney uh, at Sydney Sauschuk on all the social medias. Uh, and, again, she's a University of Iowa senior. We wish you the best this year, Sydney. Thank you so, so much. Oh, and I think my sister, she, she hooked me up and put the link. In, in the comment section. So there you Way go. To go. Way to go, Riley. All right, you stay on the line, Sydney. We're going to queue up this music. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning uh, in. This is Riley. Uh, Riley, I can say Riley, Sydney. <laughs> uh, we appreciate Sydney being on. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. And uh, we'll see you all soon. <laughs>